This is the BAM Creative Show with Jess, Josh and Rich. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 38 of the BAM Creative Show. Um, your Hi. regular host, Josh, is absent, <laughs> but um, I'm joined here by Jess. Hello. Leah. Hey. Morgan. Hello. And of course, my name is Richard, digital producer here at BAM Creative. Oh. Introducing the show for the first time ever. <laughs> what are That's we not true. You've done it so many times. You've what are we talking about? So many of my good intros in the past. That's true. Remember how, like, <laughs> I've had a really good intro once. I can't remember what it was, but it was so much. It was like, hey, welcome to the BAM crew. And you just start, like, you were like, hello, everybody. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. To, I don't mean to, like, interrupt your. Let's not talk about zombies just yet. What, what have we got on the cards today, Jess? Yes. Well, we were going to talk about zombies, but you've taken that from me. Um, but let's do a bit of a catch up because it's been like a couple of weeks since we since we're all in the same room together recording this. And uh, once again, you may notice that we're not filming. And once again, it's because we don't want to. And also because half of us didn't know that there was going to be a podcast today. Yeah. We didn't prepare. I didn't straighten my hair the way that I... My hair is so frizzy right now. I don't know what it's doing. Really? Your hair's actually quite nice today. And your eyebrows. And my eyebrows. My eyebrows <laughs> so here we go. Eyebrow podcast. <laughs> the eyebrow podcast. All right, sorry. <laughs> so how is everyone? How's everyone going? What have you been up to? Let's start with you, Rich. How are you going? Yeah, how going well, things? thanks, Jess. Um, All right, thanks, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not talking to you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to Leah. <laughs> Leah, tell us about the exciting projects that you've been working on here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, going well. Thanks, Leah. Thanks for that update. Leah's had some great client feedback in the last week, so well yeah. done, Leah. Oh, that's really awesome. Good. good stuff, Leah. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> very modest. <laughs> what about you, Morgan? Uh, me, just working. Yeah. And working on all my projects, really. So my clothing brand, my photography, and my friends' profiles as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's all I've been doing. That's better than what I'm doing. No one's asked me what I'm doing. Like, what are you doing, Jess? Well, Leah, let me just tell you. <laughs> I am actually haven't been doing that much at <laughs> So now we've all covered that. <laughs> so basically, what an eventful two weeks it's been. <laughs> I know. But hey, that's good, right? Well, we had Sambreros and we had, um, had Santuro the other day. That was I must double luck. I must have that afternoon. That well, you good. missed the ice cream. Mm. It was horrific. Leah, you weren't here in front. This so was a sorry. thing? Oh, my but God. You left and I had ice cream delivered to the office. At 5 o'clock. Yeah, you need to start getting in on Friday. Yep. Uh, but I already ate yours, Morgan. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, on Monday, I needed it. <laughs> Actually, I think it was a peanut butter one as well. Oh, my God. Why yeah, would you tell me that? Why would For you? that reason. <laughs> For that reason alone mm-hmm. that you missed out. Um, but today we're going to be talking about, well, Rich is going to run you through Google Duplex. Oh, uh, yeah. Just a, a little bit of follow-up. I think we've... I think we mentioned, I think I mentioned it um, maybe a month or two ago that yeah. Google did their very impressive demo um, where they kind of prank called an unwitting hairdressing salon uh, and a robot spoke to a human and the human because really had no idea they were speaking to a robot and it, it did incredibly well and everyone was cheering and going yay and then everyone sort of stepped back and thought about it and then realised it's insanely creepy and kind of a violation of people's privacy but... The, the technology was really, really cool. So I think Google are coming back um, and allowing people to get a bit more of an understanding of how it's going to work. So, Is this like how they were able to finally catch the Golden State Killer creepy? Like, 
Yeah, they're catching right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how like people are so in uproar about the fact that they used a um, DNA genealogy website to right. catch the guy after I don't know. 40 years or that. something? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, the, the it was like there. they found they got the guy's uh, DNA from yeah. um, old cases, like wherever it was. And ran it through an online genealogy website, yep. which is like it's an open source. People can just put their DNA up there and find relatives and things like that. And the cops were like, hey, let's try that and see if we can find this guy who's been, you know, running from uh, justice for years. Anymore. And they actually found a DNA match yeah. and then thus started the process of like refining. I think it was like... I don't know how many people they because yeah. you you're not getting like the exact person you're just getting a group yeah so it could be like three or four hundred people but it's a starting point right it's a starting point it's fascinating it's better than like millions I suppose and then they were able to actually find identify the guy from there it's almost exactly like that um that that actually is that what it is that rings some bells <laughs> uh, do you remember that um, Silk Road um, website people were buying drugs on it and Dread Pirate Roberts no I, how would I nope. no no <laughs> don't remember that it was uh, you had to use some tour thing to get in there and I don't know it was all very like yeah basically uh, he was high profile the feds wanted him and the way they got him is they sat down next to like behind him on the table behind him in a public library staged a domestic. Started shouting, <laughs> and he's like, hey, "What's going on?" And then they grabbed his laptop because if he'd shut it, they never would have oh. been able to get him for anything. I love that. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm. Yeah, so that's basically what Google are doing now, um, except completely not at all. That sounds great. Um, so Ars Technica published an article where they were actually um, journalists were invited to come along and participate in a live demonstration where they actually um, fielded calls from the robot. So the way it works now is it's on your behalf. You basically go, all right, well, I need a haircut. Um, you know my schedule because you're mm. Google. Um, mm -hmm. Off you go. That's really... Actually, okay, fine, that is scary. Yep, go on. Yeah, so um, currently this... Uh, I mean, it's very impressive um, because it has uh, lots of ums and ahs in there and there's apparently not a single kind of duplex voice. It just changes every call. Right. It's quite interesting. That's bizarre. Yeah. Trying Why to... would it change? It's like a... That's yeah, it's, how you commit even more crime. creepy, right? Yeah, yeah. Not that... No <laughs> no one... Don't use this as an idea to commit crimes. Um, and apparently... And this is, a, this is quite interesting as well. Um, four out of the five calls will happen autonomously. But if uh, Duplex decides that it, it can't actually finish the job, it bows out and transfers it to a, a human call centre. Mm. There's a whole bunch of people at Google who are just on the phone there fielding these calls. So... Um, okay. Google's uh, rationale here is that 60% of businesses that rely on appointments don't have automated bookings. So they're, True that. Yep. Um, which makes everyone else in the world thinking, well, wouldn't it make more sense for this technology to be on the business's end? Mm. I mean, yeah. we could definitely use someone fielding our phone calls, right? Yes. Yep. Not that we don't love clients, but that's not all we get, is what I'm saying. Mm. So. That's Jess true. is kind of like the duplex of Bam, actually. Sometimes. I really am. Because you put on a different voice. Sometimes you have a different <laughs> name. Um, Can I please tell the story? Sometimes you bow out. Mm, no, I but don't. usually you keep going to the bitter end. <laughs> I so want to tell the story okay, of that one, but I won't tell the ending. You no, no, no. Well, I we think can, more can things I missed. You need to don't come, come to work. <laughs> what? what? I'll do some, I'll beep. 
or at the pertinent I points, all right? You point at me and I'll beep over what the no, words you say, right? I won't say the, the bad things. Uh, I'll beep anyway, though. <laughs> like you said them, but you didn't actually say them. But I decided to start answering the phone as like a cast member of The Real Housewives of New York. I don't know why, but I think I just watched it the previous night, which is probably why it was in my head. So I picked up the phone and I said, hello, it's Bam Creative. This is Ramona Singer speaking. And then like she kind of gave up. And then the next time she rang back, I used Bethany Frankel, who's like, far more let me just tell you about Bethany Frankel. <laughs> actually let's not I digress but anyway she um the lady on the phone wanted um my email address and I wouldn't give it to her I asked her what why would you why do you want Jessica's email address for and she said that it was because she wanted to invite Jessica to a conference in Sydney and I just sort of kept persisting saying like I'm really sorry but we don't give our email addresses and she was got really defensive and she's like well I'm not getting off the phone then until I get Jessica's email address and I was like well I'm not getting off the phone until you get off the phone so I guess we're at a stalemate then and then it is kind of I'm compressing but I put the phone on my shoulder because I was like cool like whatever <laughs> I remember she kept asking for my boss and I was like, I am the boss to you. <laughs> and yeah, anyway, I kind of, I heard her sort of, I don't know, getting really annoyed on my, sure. on my shoulder. So I picked <laughs> up the phone. She called me various names oh. and then hung up. Naughty words. Really naughty she words. She was like, you are such a <laughs> and a Also a <laughs> And then hung up. So yeah. yeah. And apparently it's really common. Yeah. They like call you names and stuff. But anyway, that's my story. It's not that exciting now that I'm telling it. But in the moment, it was pretty exciting. I hope they're listening. Racing. I hope they're listening right now. They're they're thinking about what they did. There's like four people listening right now. One of them's probably my mum. Hi, Jess's mum. (laughs) Hey, mum. This is what I do all day. Cool. All right. I don't have much more to say. Uh, Google didn't rule out selling this kind of tech to call centers, but they're I would love yeah. it so much. But then like, what would I do with my time if I mm-hmm. didn't talk to telemarketers all day? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, but they'd be the ones calling you. That's the problem. Uh, you know, you're not going to know if it's a, an Android on the other side of the, uh, the phone. It's giving me such Skynet vibes. They oh, like have to tell the truth if you ask. Do they have, or do they lie to you? Because that does get creepy if they lie to you. That's amazing. Can we ask Google? <laughs> Someone yeah. get Google right, on the phone. Get on the phone next ask time. Next Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and they're a fair way off launching it. Um, Thank God. Currently, it's only uh, specialising in holiday hours. So... Delay Skynet, on... I say. Yeah, and yeah. then um, restaurants and hair salons and that's it. So they're very, yeah. very gradually taking over the world. Speaking of Skynet, mm-hmm. I told you about the latest shots of yeah. Linda Hamilton on the set of the new Terminator. Do you like Terminator? You do now. <laughs> I've got the Blu-rays, uh, all two of them. I'll bring them in. Only the Thanks. first two films, mm-hmm. right? That's it, the right? only ones that matter. <laughs> you know what? No, don't tell me you like number what? three. No, you like number four, don't you? Oh, I didn't mind Salvation. It was okay. <laughs> three is dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. But I found out an interesting fact about the, mm. you know, the final scene of Terminator 2. Sorry, Leah. Cover your ears. Spoilers. Spoilers. If it's been out since before she was born. <laughs> 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 it's a shot of, like, the road. And a little right. bit of dialogue, right? And yeah. it's just the freeway and that. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, there was a shot of John Connor as a grown man, like, sitting in a cafe or something, what? going, wow, the world's great. And then James Cameron at the last minute's like, uh, no, all right, let's lose that. What? And then Why? they're like, well, we'll reuse the footage of the road because we already used that. Like, yeah. And then that's it. So, but, oh. 
That wasn't a great story. It's better than yours, Jess. <laughs> it was better than my story. That's because I couldn't swear in my story. And I didn't do the whole, like, how I was feeling, what was happening. <laughs> Wait, but yeah, anyway, pictures of the current Terminator film being shot. I'm excited. That's it. I'm excited. That's I hope all they I don't know. ruin it. I feel like in James Cameron's hands, like, he doesn't tend to ruin things. Yeah. And he's kind of critical of, like, you know, other franchises he's had a hand in that have gone to poof, which is most of them, really. Can you name them? Yeah, I was going to say Alien. Titanic 2. There's not a Titanic. <laughs> I could have a sequel because the Titanic, you know. Titanic. Return of the Titanic. Got to be real, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that Ghost Ship, wasn't that? <laughs> Is that one of his? I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. Oh, I love Ghost Ship. Right. I've got it on Blu-ray. It's the worst film ever. And Chopping Mall? No, have you seen the Chopping Mall? Chopping Mall? Chopping Mall. The worst movie Holy moly. Sharknado? Sharknado. Well, you haven't seen <laughs> Chopping Mall. What is Chopping Mall? It's a mall in which you think people go and get butchered, yeah. but they don't. That's, that's I know, terrible. It's not even even on the what poster. Is it, is it's it just about, a normal mall? Yeah, it's, it's a just mall. just people going shopping. And then, like, people who are teenagers but aren't, they're, like, 35 or 40, decide to go. And then the two of them are married. It's really weird. I don't know. They decide to um, break into the mall at night. And coincidentally, there are new robot security guards. Okay. This is in the 80s. This is why. Duplex powered. Duplex powered. <laughs> exactly. It's Skynet. Anyway, there's like a lightning bolt that mm-hmm. like attacks them all and then the robots become killer robots. <laughs> there's no chopping involved whatsoever. There is a mall though. Oh, it's a good name though, so I can see how they got the, the funding. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You have to. It's the best part about that film. Anyway. Cool. Uh, was there anything else on the um the board today? No, that was all. Thank you so it. much for listening to us, you guys. <laughs> anyway, yesterday was <laughs> World SME Day, which only matters to Miles. So that's why I'm talking about it today. It does matter to me. Like It probably matters to like one or two of our three listeners. Yeah, but what is <laughs> actually gonna matter to you guys is that um we or Miles actually created a brand new website called SME Stories. And what his aim there is, is to compile a whole bunch of stories of business owners, people who've created their own business and um, sort of go through their successes and their failures and things like that, which um, I think there's only two interviews on there at the moment. One of them is Miles because Miles is, you know, very well known throughout Perth. Mm. So, yeah, it's kind of, I guess, um, understandable that he's on there he's eating his own dog food is what he's doing <laughs> well you gotta walk the plank first you know walk the, walk the plank i guess yeah i don't know am i setting this up well i guess not but anyway i think it'd be a really cool resource over time because what we really want to do is build it up so it covers different industries and it can be a really helpful resource for um people who are going to dip their toes into the sme water Z? do you reckon there's multiple sme waters yeah, yeah uh, different sides of the ship. So it depends on which plank you want to have So what we're going to, what we actually do is basically we send out interview questions to um, select businesses who want to be a part of it and um, they answer those questions and then we're able to, you can use those interviews on your site. It's like a whole scratching back situ. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to put a link to um, where the form is that you can fill out or contact Miles to... I don't know. I assume you just contact Miles. Phone up. Ask for Miles. I want Miles' email address immediately. <laughs> you won't get 
I want him to. I want to invite him to a conference in Sydney. Mm-hmm. I wonder what conference. You have it to was. make sure you pronounce you his sh- name wrong as well. That's the real self point. That's oh, what really yeah. makes us want to give him the phone calls when yeah. you pronounce his name wrong. I know. Oh wait, I gotta find. You know what? This is really bad. I think I put. Is it smestories.com.au? Or .com? smestories.com.au. Yep. That's it. smestories.com.au was designed by Leah. Fixed up by me. Fixed up by me. I did the tweaks. There's too many men on here. A lot of tweaks. We need some more ladies, Mm. I reckon. Oh, he's using the Darth Vader graphic that I photoshopped for him. That's not a real wall in Perth. Like, you can't Ooh, actually see I that. love this behind the scenes. Yeah. So if anyone asks where that wall is with Darth Vader on a bicycle, it's not real. Rich made it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but we should stencil. Mm-hmm. We should actually go out and add it. Well, apparently we're moving offices, so I'd really love any kind of like... Spoiler alert. Well... <laughs> do it now. True. I guess it's official now. It's official now. We've, is it? It's happened. No, well, now. Oh, now, 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 now it's announced. Okay. So, um, yeah, as of All five right. seconds ago. Go tell Miles. <laughs> Let him know. <laughs> we told the podcast. Oh, as as my gosh. Um, so, yeah, sorry. I just. That's okay. Thank you. Forgive me. Forgive me. Thank you. <laughs> Until next time. Okay, um, and the biggest thing today is that we're going to be talking about Zmot, which is Zero Moment of Truth. Right, Morgan? Yep, that's that's correct. I was like, that sounds really... Okay, it sounds pretty full on. <laughs> Do you want to take it away? But you might want to sit over there smart. because Let me just, Morgan's, sound better. Morgan's in the middle of doing um, some social media marketing oh, for us hard. at the moment. But um, basically, it is a new decision-making process. But look, we've talked about the biocycle before. So this is basically a fancy name for the biocycle. It's a new biocycle for a new era in the way that people research and shop for whatever it is that they need because it's not linear non-linear it's a non-linear process so i'll just induct you all slash leah <laughs> Leah's like, i feel like that's every podcast teaching <laughs> leah what what we uh, do here <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. um but basically the bicycle traditionally is the stages that people go through when they're trying to when they're going to purchase something so what are the stages they go through before that so it's usually like they realize they have a problem but they don't really know how to solve it yet. So they're trying to research to find the solution to their problem. Um, and then we're really about, it's about creating content to be able to connect with that person at different stages of that biocycle. Um, but if you guys want to have a look at our website, it's episode 15 and it's called Content Marketing for the Biocycle. We actually ran through some examples that you could do on your website to actually connect with users um, sorry, your audience um, through different stages of the biocycle gives you a little bit more understanding and background as to like why um, you would do that. But I really, I want to jump in because like, I mean, I'm still talking. So why am I jumping in? <laughs> I want to cut you guys all off. On <laughs> all right, we'll leave the room. Yeah, Stop talking. Right. And I just want to say, <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for coming. <laughs> but I, I want to say that like, in my, wait, how old am I now? Okay, cool. 32 still. No, I'm, th- yeah. Ooh, hang on, am I 33 or 34? What year is this? I'm 33, I'm 33. Okay, cool. All that Terminator talk. Um, in my, uh, let's say 14 years, I don't know, of experience, 
Mm-hmm. Can you verify that later? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really common that I've experienced a lot of clients that, you know, if they're doing a website or they're doing a digital marketing strategy, they don't really understand the importance of creating that content um, for different um, different target audience at different ends of the buyer cycle. Mm. And I guess it's like even if a client or a, pr- a prospect doesn't end up buying through you anyway, um, you were still able to get in front of them at some point in their journey. And know? maybe be perceived as an authority, like they'll just yeah. remember you. Yeah. And it might not be that time, it might be the time after. So they have a bad experience, they'll be like, yeah. should be going with them. Or it could be in a point where perhaps your product or service wasn't suitable for them, but they might know somebody who mm-hmm. is looking for that. So totally. um, it's just like, yeah, trying to get clients to sort of understand the importance of that. So anyway, um, I think I did a really good intro there, Morgan. <laughs> really I don't good. know if I can uh, top that. Oh, that's pretty much it. All right, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but how about we just like run through, um, because I suppose you noted here as well, you're saying that, um, particularly with mobile devices, the way that we research is a lot different to traditional means of researching. So yeah. we're including videos, social media, um, word of mouth through social media, um, probably a lot of that stuff even before we get to someone's website. Yeah. Um, cause we're Googling as well. So we're trying to look for that content that would answer our questions. Um, and so you noted here that the traditional, which is obviously the traditional way, the buyer cycle has like identifying a problem um but now it's the stimulus so do you want to okay talk so, a little bit about that okay so i mean in my sort of my definition of a stimulus would be it's like that itch that needs to be sort of scratched in other words so you're obviously looking um for something to scratch that itch but the way you sort of gather information to make a decision is completely different to how it used to be. So thanks to mobile phones and tablets and computers, you pretty much go onto your social network, see what people say in your demographic, I suppose, are doing, and you see what they're saying, and your decision is pretty much, in my view, based up on what they are doing Mm. so that's why videos reviews um, referrals all of those things are more important now than ever and the difference is now that if you're selling a product or service you've literally got probably one chance to get that message across before that person decides to move on and then look at another sort of competitor for example so That really, to me, comes down to because we live in a world of instant gratification, it's like getting likes on Instagram, Facebook, the comments, all of those things. We're so used to getting something right now. That's why it's more important than ever for a business to get their message clear and concise on platforms Mm. to be able to make that sale, to to get a customer, in, in other words. So... Um, the way it sort of goes down would be, so you got your stimulus and you're searching obviously for a solution. Um, you read your reviews, you watch videos and you might ask your networks. That might be in like a physical form or, you, you know, in, I could interpret that as well as you're seeing what people are doing, like I said, on social networks. And then that is enough for someone to make a decision, but the access to get it, it 
through a phone is so powerful now. Mm. So um, that's pretty much my rundown on that new system, I guess. Yeah, it's funny because a few years ago, Google actually did a whole bunch of, um, I think they did a survey or research about how people actually purchase now. And I think that might have actually had to do with this as well. Um, But... One of them was that the the moment that someone actually decides that they want something, the time between them deciding that they want something and actually purchasing is really short. Like, I think that it, you know, they're probably going through this whole stimulus, search, read reviews, watch videos, ask the network quite a few times before they actually purchase something. Um, yeah, and I think it is a lot because of the, the fact that we can just do it while we're watching, you know, the voice or like whatever normal people watch. I have no idea what normal people watch. All I keep hearing is about the voice. It's Love, Love Island. Island. Yeah. yeah. I hear a lot about Love Island. My kitchen rules something. I don't know. What do people watch, Richard? Um, I just called you Richard. Sorry. Yeah. Rich. <laughs> what do people watch these days? But I guess like, so um, on our older episode where we talked a lot about, um, the kind of content that you'd actually create. Morgan, you've written some really awesome tips here, which could help people understand what kind of content they can actually create and on what platforms, which would be really awesome. Um, So you wrote here, make sure information about your product is readily available. Consumers will be looking for the following types of content to help make their decisions easier. Customer testimonials. This is massive because I'll actually go to websites if I'm looking for a particular Mm. product. If that website doesn't have reviews on that product, actually don't go on that website. I don't know why, but it's like I'm looking for people to review. So I feel like if you are an online store and you have products, it would be really helpful to you to cultivate a kind of reviewing culture. So offer some kind of incentive if people want to leave reviews and things like that. So you you can just – it's kind of like – if you build, they will come. So yeah. if you've got a few reviews, it can encourage more people. Yeah, and I guess there's different formats for different kind of businesses. Like it might be Google reviews for like your business if you mm-hmm. offer a trade or something and you've got competitors that can that can give you the advantage or otherwise, yeah, you're talking about specific products. Uh, you know, maybe you need to look at something like Yelp or whatever it is to, yep. you know, crowdsource. I don't know, yeah. But I also like... So, for example, where I get my head on, yep. <laughs> which I've talked about before on the podcast, but where I get my head on, pretty much after everybody has their hair done, they will, like, take an Instagram, um, they'll do stories. Mm. So, it'll be, like, a comb going through someone's hair or, like, someone switching their hair back and forth or whatever. And the customers have actually grown to love that because I guess, like, well, why would you get your hair mm. done? because it makes you feel good mm. and you want people to pay attention or whatever. It's not really why I did mine, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not like most people, it's fun. Um, but like they kind of are, yeah, their stories being told mm. in stories and then they are immortalized in the feed. Yep. So any of their like really outstanding work, stuff that's not really done a lot from time to time, they're put on the feed and then their friends are like, I love that. That's great. But it's like a, another way to have that customer testimonial mm. because if a customer was like, actually, I didn't really like the way you did my hair. I'm super embarrassed. They would not want to be on mm. there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's actually a really cool way. I think it's a bit more natural than actually having someone send in like a video of them talking about how great you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. That'd be hell awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. Like, is that for real? Is there a gun pointed to the head <laughs> off the side of the camera? 
But it really, yeah, it does really fall <laughs> into case studies because everybody is so influenced by word of mouth. Mm. Because I think that stimulus mm. comes from our culture yeah. of, you know, being so impressionable, wanting things that mm. other people have and whatever. So if somebody like in the whole influencer market, mm. marketing, if someone yeah. has a bag that I want, then if they're saying it's awesome, then yeah, I'll right. want it too. <laughs> or like, what about eyebrows, Leah? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, with makeup especially, I yeah. always read reviews because yeah. like, you'll see the advert and you'll be like, oh, that's a nice looking eyeliner. And then you'll read it and they'll be like, this isn't black. The pen's lame. Like it doesn't yeah. stay. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to get that then. Even and it's one review. Cool. Yeah. Like Only literally one. one review yeah. can make or break it. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally agree. Um, the next point you put, Morgan, is I'm just saying you did this because like <laughs> if it... Like backfires in my face, and it's like it's actually someone can blame. I'm a scapegoat. It's Morgan's fault. I'll take the blame. Got no choice now. <laughs> Focus on optimization of both desktop and mobile uh, websites. I'm guessing uh, most product search starts with an online search on computer or mobile. True that. Is my phone going? Is it just the? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's important that your site is optimized for SEO. So one of the biggest things that I do and that we keep trying to put importance on is like when a client comes to us and they're like, we want a website and we sell, um, we sell, uh, what do they sell? Let's, let's make a fake business. What do they sell? Um, I'm putting this all on you, Rich. <laughs> fake business sells uh, seafood. Um, I hate your idea. (laughs) Let's go for makeup. (laughs) Let's do let's do an eyebrow like eyebrow eyebrow (laughs) online store, and they they don't sell eyebrows, but they sell products that help you achieve the perfect brow. Okay, so Leah, (laughs) but like what you. What you kind of want to do there is actually rather than just do keyword research for the products itself. So, for example, it would be like a pencil or a brush or powder or something like that. You'd actually want to be creating content that's about what are the questions that your audience are possibly going to be asking before they even get to even um, like, gosh, I don't know. Mm. You would say, oh, I'm looking for a pencil that would give me natural brows or I want a really defined brow or I want tattooed brows and you might even have content about why tattooed brows is not a good idea. <laughs> mm. <laughs> brow cranes really... change. Yeah, Think brow. How many years ago was it and really thin ones were in? What I if like we go that. back to that? If you have the eyebrow on, you can't follow the fashion. No, you, you can't. Start. It's And you got to stay with mm. the fashion. Probably. I don't even know why. I'm like, I agree with you. I should just let you have a floor. Um, but yeah, uh, it's kind of like any any content that you can think of that even that you can't think of. And the best way to do that is either A, if you have an existing website, you can look at your most popular pages. Um, if you have Google search um, console installed on your website, you can see installed, um, uploaded on your website. You can actually see the keywords that people searched for to get onto your pages. And you can even see um, how well those particular keywords did in search results. And then if people even clicked on them, 
And that's really helpful there because it may indicate that you didn't answer their question properly with mm. your content. So that's a really good way to be able to refine your content a bit more. Um, and then you can even ask your, just ask your clients, ask the people that are buying from you. If you have say an existing store, um, you would have a database. Um, and what would be really cool is even if you send them a really short survey with an incentive, whatever that incentive is, so if it's the brow store, you got, I don't know, $20 off your next purchase, make it something worthwhile that they'll actually go like and buy something. So for example, if your products are like $300 and you offer a $5 coupon code, I, you know, I highly doubt people are going to be like, Woo, incentive. You can actually ask those questions like what content would you love to see from us? Mm. Um, yeah. And a lot of that's going to come from brainstorming as well. So that's really um, important. Um, the other thing is, is that what's super popular is clients will actually come to me and say that they want to rank for certain keywords just because they want to rank for certain keywords, but they don't actually think about what their audience is searching for. So um, that's when keyword research can be really helpful there because you can sort of start with that seed list. Um, but once you actually start looking at the terms that are popular, you'll start seeing where that traffic's actually coming from. And sometimes you'll actually be able to uh, discover that the keywords that the client wants to rank for may actually mean something else to other people, sure. um, which like we've had that happen with one of our clients, they were trying to rank for a particular keyword. Um, it, they are a removalist company and the keywords, oh, that, yes. the, the keywords <laughs> that they were targeting right. was actually for postage. <laughs> so that was a huge issue that, they, and that was like a terminology yeah. because like internally within their walls, they had their own lingo, but yeah. they didn't understand that their audience had their own lingo too. And that was, we were only able to discover that through keyword research. So that's super important. Um, <clears throat> I think it bears yeah. reminding um, listeners as well, if, if they've aren't aware that Google, uh, maybe a year, two years ago, they uh, they changed the, um, the search somewhat to um, really promote the best answer, what Google considers to be the best mm -hmm. answer to a question. Mm -hmm. So if you're not already, uh, I mean, what we're talking about is answering these questions, but if, you, um, if you're not putting them on like an FAQ page or a blog or something and, and dedicating an entire page to providing like really good uh, content, mm -hmm. you're missing out on that opportunity. Um, you know, I mean, I just typed in uh, best time to visit New Zealand and one of our sites comes up. Woo. And that, Leah, you know about that page. That's an FAQ <laughs> page. That page so yeah. That so page. that's uh, that's where the traffic's coming from, and then your challenge is just how to monetize that. And I see that again with emails as well. I'm getting so many emails yes. that are like, you know, we're trying to give you tips and free sort of ideas and stuff because we hope that one day you'll you'll purchase one of our products, and we're just mm -hmm. going to keep on trying. So it's it's like a challenge, I guess, to be like, we're really useful. Please buy something. It's like two different things. Basically, mm. we're just here for information, you know, so there's always that balance, I guess, of, um, I guess, getting a sale out of someone who is really just comparing you to other people. Yeah, yep. Um, I also find that that, like, the content, actually creating content for, um, for optimization, sorry, optimizing content? I don't know. Buzzwords, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's You can actually repurpose that content on social um, yep. channels as well. So say if we did create a blog post about eyebrow trends, we could actually translate that onto social media with various ways. 
I'm pointing at you because I'll be like, how would oh. <laughs> if, we had a, how, if we oh, had no. eyebrows? <laughs> You so know it's all about eyebrows. <laughs> but I feel like you could do um, like even an Instagram story about like a really sped up one about like, oh, we just had this tutorial or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something similar could go in your feed um, that then leads to the website, say, or YouTube give, even. Give reviews on products, yep. different products. And then in your, bio, in your caption, um, are we talking that you own the makeup? Like it's for your... Yeah, you it's just, my, my yeah. Your, your brand. Yeah, you have have influences for that. Um, even testimonials from people or customers that use it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, product uh, descriptions, but they've got to be specific to who you're trying to sell it to. Mm, it just yeah. can't be just put something up and hope for the best. So you yeah. got to like what you guys were saying before is you got to know what it is that they want from an eyeliner, for example. Yeah. Like, I don't know about makeup, but <laughs> like, what do they want to achieve? What look do they want to achieve? Like, yeah. who do they aspire mm. to be like? Like, mm-hmm. you've got to know all of those things to be able to create uh, the content that's going to work. And yeah. then even in your, uh, obviously using a different platform, then you can create the stimulus for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, yeah, you just cross-link it to obviously make a sale yeah so it, it really comes down I, th- I think to really knowing your target market and mm-hmm. knowing exactly what they want if they're yeah. referring to eyebrows leah you've probably noticed this but um i think it was like the last 12 months mecca which is like a australian shop for all sorts of makeup brands but they recently introduced um their own digital strategy so before it was just their online store and then they would sometimes do social stuff like you know whatever just it kind of seemed it was consistent but it did seem without strategy if that kind of makes sense um it was like they knew they needed to be on social but they weren't so focused now they're really focused and the content they're creating is great so they what they did was off the back of their current website they created a new blog i can't remember what it's called now but um what they actually do there is they go through certain trends um they do trends they do how to's they do like the latest news in like whatever products that they sell i'll just talk to you because we're talking about um but yeah but all they'll do interviews with beauty influencers for example mm. like what's your routine what's your skin routine and then you look at that person you're like wow their skin's amazing mm. if i used all their products and their routine i'll get their skin like some pretty basic yeah. marketing stuff but um they'll do they'll link to the products whatever they referenced in their post then on social media, uh, usually they're very focused on so on Facebook. They do Mecca Mondays and they go live and that's usually in one of their stores. They'll talk about either like a latest product that's new. They usually have people from overseas coming into various Mecca stores that does like um, tutorials and things like that. So that usually goes for like 20 minutes and then you can see that um, later on. They'll also have, like, every time there's a new store opening, they'll do events on Facebook, um, promotions on Facebook. But then when it comes to Instagram, they'll do a lot more. So they'll have um, step-by-step tutorials on their stories. Then you can view the really sped-up video on uh, their feed. They'll link to the sped-up video on Facebook. But it's all on YouTube. So they're utilizing yeah. all these different channels in and speaking the language of those different channels and they do that really well I find but the cool thing is when they do um, makeup tutorials mm-hmm. so it would be like 
get this look, like whatever mm. look it is. Like if it's winter and they'll use like lots of plum colors or whatever, they use their own staff. Yeah. So it's never the same person. And the staff, like, I don't know. I haven't really seen too much diversity in age. They all kind of seem like early 20s, sort of like early 30s maybe, um, girls. But all of them are very different. Like they'll have darker skin, lighter skin, fairer, blue eyes, green eyes, blonde hair, black, you know, black hair kind of thing. So you can look at that and go, that's like me. That's That would look really good on me. So they use that actually really, really well. I love it. You like you gonna say something, Morgan? No, no, no. Don't let me write on your parade. But anyway, Mecca's a really good example of that. So, I've bought heaps of stuff from them. Same. Well, it works. <laughs> it's so sad. We've talked about <laughs> our makeup boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like stuff that we buy that we're like, this is a good idea, and then we just add to the box yeah. of things that we don't ever use. I need a big box. I know. I've got a, like a metal lunch box. <laughs> It's so sad. <laughs> Some of the things in there are so nice. Anyway. Um, you need one of those like tool chests that just folds out. Yeah. Yes. That's like what a lot of those makeup boxes are. Yeah. yeah. They're just like those chest things. Mm. So awesome. <laughs> um, okay. I think I've talked forever now. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. For, um, yeah. Yeah. Just you, you mentioned Instagram there. And I was just wondering if anyone had a chance to try out IGTV. No. Not yet. Should we do it now? Yeah. Give it a go. No one look at me. I've watched it. I have actually, okay, I noticed that Kim Kardashian, my best friend, was using it. Your best friend, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, (laughs) That she was using it on the first day Mm -hmm. and her content was about her new makeup or something. But it was like, oh, look how awesome this is. And then I think they're actually using makeup on someone. So just to segue into that. But yeah, I haven't actually used it. I'm scared of it. I know that Instagram released a handbook for it yesterday or something, and it's like 47 pages long. Morgan read it. Uh, I'm like eight pages in. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all colourful and the text was yeah. huge, Morgan. What's yeah. happening? Yeah, but I reread things over and over oh, again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. That's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> How dare you be dedicated? <laughs> um... Does anyone have anything else to add before we close down the show for today? Because I feel like I just talked the entire time and you guys didn't really get to say anything at all. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to us today. Please continue to uh, reach out to us. (laughs) Like, everyone slow down with reaching out to us on Twitter, which is at Bam Creative, or email. That's it. Our email's Bam at Bam. No. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast at Bam. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Did really well on that outro. <laughs> I know. I totally screwed. Should I do it again? No. Let, I'm going to do it again. All right. No, it's okay. It's fine. See Bye, you guys. everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs> For more on today's podcast, go to bam.com.au forward slash podcast. Who's your favorite John Connor? Ed Furlong. All right. Good. Who's your favorite John Connor? Ed Furlong. Hello. The I only. feel bad that he's had so many problems though. Mm. The one and only Ed Furlong. Yeah. Let's talk about Christian Bale's Ed Furlong. Uh, let's not. He he. <laughs> Ed Furlong, was... John Connor. Like John Connor is Ed Furlong, and vice versa. Is there any other? But did you watch the TV show? Oh yeah, a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was something else. But and by something else, do you mean bad something else? Well, it kind of had um, had the Firefly uh, 
Summer Glau. Summer Glau in it. So I think I would have rather been watching Firefly, to be honest. No, it was good. It was fun. Mm -hmm. But it didn't really feel like Terminator. It was a little bit bizarre that he, John Connor, in that TV show, started having, getting a crush on his, mm, on robot. her, on the robot. That's a, that's a common theme, though, these days, isn't really? it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Falling in love with your robot. Yeah. Well, wow. Mars just told us that story before about <laughs> how his son asked Google Home what she was wearing <laughs> or what it was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google. <laughs> I was going to do it. It's it like, I can't recognise my voice. Who knows what's coming? It's just like, yeah. no, nope, I am not it's participating. Like, I, okay, Google. I'm not into women. <laughs> what are you wearing? I like to wear my heart on my sleeve. Oh, <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> okay, fine. We've just discussed our favourite John Connors now. I think that's it. What are your hopes for the new Terminator film? Linda Hamilton's back. Yeah, I hope it completely ignores anything that has happened since Terminator 2. It will. That's good. That's fine. They need to do that with Aliens. Yeah. And and Terminator. Yeah. And that's it. Um, Yeah, that's it. Leah, what's your hope for the new Terminator film? (laughs) Pass. You know she lost her hearing. Who? Linda Hamilton in that no elevator way. scene. Oh, with the the shotgun. Yeah. And she wasn't wearing a hearing aid, mm-hmm. and she hasn't done much. Was Children of the Corn before or after Terminator? Before. Pretty sure she got famous from Children of the Corn, didn't she? Terminator One was she was pretty young, and it was pretty low budget. Oh, so I wonder if Children of the Corn was... was in between the two. Oh. But I don't. No. I feel like she hasn't done much besides Dante's Peak. All right, let's not forget that. Wait, was she the? Did she die in the first 10 minutes of Dante's Peak or was she in the entire film? I think she's in the entire film. Oh. Because he had a wife or something. It was a grandma. I remember. <laughs> had a, like, the acid lake got the grandma. Yes. Remember? It that, was like this that was pretty volcano horrific. out to kill everyone, which is the coolest horror movie of mm. all time. Not as cool as Chopping Mall, though. Or Sharknado. <laughs> I don't really care for Sharknado. Okay. There's also a film called Nail Gun Massacre, which I haven't oh, seen God. yet. Um... Which I kind of assume it's very similar to Driller Killer, which um, is literally the entire film is a random guy just, like, drilling people, not, okay. you know, with a drill. Sounds watchable. It's not, actually. It's terrible. Okay. I think it's, like, 1978. It's really bad. But um, what are your new hopes? What are your hopes of the new Terminator, Morgan? Is um, Arnie in it? He will be kind of, not his body, his face will be in it. <sighs> Well, there goes my hopes. Have you? Did you see the last Terminator with Amelia Clark in it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, do you remember how they used an actor yeah. for his? Bo- they're going to do like that this time. I haven't seen that yet. Don't, don't see it. It's so bad. I was like, what is happening? It was bizarre. What do you think of Amelia Clark outside of Game of Thrones? Nah. Is she distracting in every scene? Because it's nah. like, get back to your dragons. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Because I saw her in Solo. Yeah. And. I just, it actually really turned me off seeing that film just because of her. Like, I don't know what it is about her. I don't know. It may have been the Terminator thing. After I saw oh. Terminator, I was like, whatever. <laughs> it was so annoying. Like, she was Sarah Connor. Like, hello. Are what? we talking about the same Sarah Connor what? from Terminator 2, no. those arms? But there was always the Game of Thrones connection, though, because um, Cersei was Le- Sarah Lena Connor. Heady in the TV show. I know. So it's like, just, they won't even notice. We'll just switcheroo. But see, I didn't even like, is it Lena? 
Lena. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even uh, like her as Sarah Connor either, to be honest. There's something about Linda Hamilton. She's just kind of like quiet. I don't know. She's, she's got a, this masculine kind of quality to her in the second one. Yeah. In the first one, she was like a little bit. It was the hair. It was so the hair the and hair. the outfit. <laughs> yeah. The shoes and the, the jump. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we've talked this out, fam. Mm. Really appreciate it.